Right, we're back with Villain Cast. This is episode six. I think we had to figure out if this was episode six then. It's uh it's Naki and Chris. Um Reap the Week. <laughs> uh, first <laughs> shout out to the sponsors, uh, which actually I, I this initially was a joke, as in because everyone who has a big podcast has like a time at the beginning for their sponsors. We obviously yeah. don't have any, but we kind of do. So uh, this is a shout out to our sponsors, which is the uh, Patreon. Uh, those people who um, basically fund the equipment that I use to record all these things. So uh, thank you to them. If anyone's interested in joining onto the Patreon, uh, there will be links in various places. You can definitely find it on my personal website. Um, we offer one-to-one coaching uh, through Zoom, also personalized videos for uh, different uh, tiers on there. So uh, definitely check that out. And also uh, thank you to the Discord channel. Uh, you give us these ideas that then me and Naki talk about each week. Um, yep. You can find this, or obviously you're listening to this uh, podcast already, but we are now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, uh, Podbean. I'm sure uh, that list is only going to grow. Uh, so <laughs> uh, yes, hello Naki. Hola, hola. How are you, Chris? I'm um, good, thanks, man. How are you? It's been a oh, while I know, since we last spoke. That alone, yeah, house. yeah, yeah. You've um, been busy though. I was listening to that Pete's uh, podcast. <laughs> it was a good podcast, wasn't it? Yeah, it's quite cool. Quite cool. Yeah, it was good to uh, to to poke into his uh, head a little more. Uh, yeah. This podcast uh, that we're doing right now, um, the next one or the one after pre before this one if uh, josh mckinney hasn't come out yet but that's a really good podcast that should be out uh before this one hits the uh airwaves so definitely check that one out if uh anyone out there is listening uh and then up later on this week we have johnny buck um xmma fire he runs rogue in uh asheville north carolina uh definitely listen to that podcast because that's gonna be a, a lot of fun uh so we've had the discord channel going uh, in the background at all times it's growing uh, day by day and the, the, the discussion's getting more and more interesting um, the topics that kind of came up this week uh, that I want to talk about is um, it's kind of it's kind of like to, to, to congealed it all together into one uh, full uh, topic of discussion and it's regarding sport aspect of jiu-jitsu and how to incorporate the sport aspect of jiu-jitsu even as a, as a, as a beginner uh, and how to change your mindset from the usual uh, way that BJJ is um, approached and taught uh, and how you can kind of modify that to get better outcomes. Um, so the first part I want to, to talk with Naki about is the idea of jab cross. And uh, it's obviously something that, you know, it's, it's inherent to boxing. Um, like you throw uh, a left and a right or a right and a left. Um, wrestling, they have it, and we'll get back to that a little later in the podcast. Uh, but Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it's only something maybe that's done at a high level or a high competition level. And even then, it's not. It's only a few like high-level competition coaches that maybe talk about this idea. I know on the Discord channel, there's been uh, numerous people who have mentioned other coaches that have done it, but we aren't interested in that. It's like, how do we then take that information and give it out to everyone? Uh, Pre obviously mentored us in this idea, uh, 
but we're going to talk about it. So, um, see, it does exist, man. It does exist, but they don't talk about it in that way. Like the prime example before this stuff when we did a position like dogfight, uh, and we have the underhook, and we push one way, and we, we go for the knee tap if they fall. When they push back, we can roll them. But we, we've never referred to it as one-two until we actually sat down and thought about it. Oh, this is a one-two because we're actually faking one way and then going the other. Um, That's actually quite a good point is that obviously, yeah, as in that the old school suite from half guard because you only yeah. had plan B. Uh, That's probably one of the only techniques I was ever taught really that it was a, a there was this one-two option except yeah. it was taught like a singular technique as in... Uh, this was the technique and you had, there wasn't like a free form to it. And this yes, is the, the, I, I agree. Yes. Where I want to go to with this is that a lot of jujitsu is taught with uh, like sing, like straight setups. as in this is my position. Uh, this is the middle and this is the finish. And this is what I want to kind of circle around um, today is this idea of a, a beginning, a middle and end. Yeah. Um, and so Usually, especially if you have a seminar of someone or a coach's teaching, they'll teach a beginning, a middle, and an end to a technique. So it's the starting position, a uh, setup, and then there is a finish. Yeah. And then we try and replicate that. Uh, and we drill it over and over, you know, beginning, middle, and end. And then we try and like do that in a uh, sparring, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, <laughs> no, that's the infuriating thing, as in how many times have you learn a technique uh, in uh jujitsu and then you never get to use it maybe like in the future against a white belt or a beginner or someone who has no idea who wasn't there on that day yeah uh, and you, you're, you're so excited but then it's you've learned a technique and you've had to wait x amount of time to even pull that technique off yeah is there a better way of doing this um, i think that, well we we well, know we, that is because well, our hopefully. retention rate yes well, well, no, hopefully we, we have a, a technique that works. I mean, obviously, uh, we need more feedback by, by crushing other people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, between us, we, we, we feel more confident in what we do and how we teach it. Uh, yeah. Go on. Yeah, so like we spoke about it before, where we, why we see a lot of people leaving jiu-jitsu is the frustration that they can't puzzle the things together. Um, and we've seen it at our, our club how now we have a huge retention rate where we because we teach them this defensive system first they're not lost they know the answer but they understand they now need to develop the timing they need to do the active drills and they'll get there not actually they have to piece everything together themselves you know what I mean uh, yes. and uh, if you speak to them as well they'll tell you that it's because they understand it whereas you know I know myself even I didn't understand it when I was about two years into it you know until the preach stuff came around and we, you know, it was that light bulb moment. Ah, oh, yes, this makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, and it just got intriguing and the progress just went on and on and on. And it's still ongoing because we're always finding new stuff, new things to play with. Uh, and just because of them principles and just because it hasn't been explored before because the defense has been so easy. Well, to, to try and explain then how my uh, teaching methodology methods have changed uh, since uh, even getting my black belt really is and Naki can attest to this yeah. um, and hopefully people can take some of this hopefully if they, they want to try it give you feedback on it please comment on wherever this is or go on the discord channel it's probably the best place um, is 
I came in at a time where I had to learn via YouTube or books or going to different gyms. Uh, I've said a coach for a short amount of time. And it was the atypical, everywhere I went, it was, this is the beginning position. You do something that requires your partner to move in a specific choreographed sequence. Uh, like, oh, your partner does this and this, and then you have a finish. And then usually the questions that come and arise out of that is, oh, what if they do this? What if they do this? Mm. Uh, and then you have almost like a Rolodex of techniques where you then, um, like say if you've got like a, a pass from half guard or a pass from close guard, you then have to uh, go and uh, hunt more passes. You try and like, I've got now five passes from close guard, uh, all for different circumstances. Um, and this is where then I obviously started teaching because that's all I knew. Uh, but over the past couple of years, the way it's kind of changed is that I now teach uh, there's the, the beginning, which is the position that we're going to start in, like uh, guard or whatever. Uh, and then we're going to look at the end, where mm. we want to end up. So the, the actual uh, finer details of uh, the sweep or uh, the submission. And then the middle is kind of open to interpretation. So there'll be uh, movements, like we'll work backwards from the positional or sweep or submission or pass or whatever. Uh, but then we'll have like free-forming ideas of how to get there. And this is what I mean about jab cross is for every uh, situation you think you're in, there is a completely opposite idea. As yeah. in, um, and this is one of the fun things I, I love to play in the, or see in people um, is that when you get stuck into a, a singular mindset, as in, say if you're in someone's guard um, and all you're trying to do is pass, 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 pass. Try to defend yourself against sweeps or submissions, but you're just trying to pass. You're mm. just throwing jabs. Uh, yes. You can sneak in leg locks. I know it's kind of talk though as a dirty word, oh, you didn't pass a guard. You just <laughs> went for a leg lock. But being able to threaten pass in and have their legs move a certain way and then throw a leg lock when at least they're suspecting it is that cross or become a super obvious try and like leg lock them and when they panic that you're going for their legs pass them pass. <laughs> exactly or it's just, I mean the best setups for a lot of uh, guard submissions are sweeps because yep. when someone's massively off balance um, they are very susceptible to being submitted like it's, yeah. if you just try and get someone who's just posture broken it's very difficult. But when you uh, look at the end product and look at the, the basic uh, minor holding position before that submission or that sweep or whatever, then you can kind of freeform your way to it. And when you start to incorporate um, different uh, things together, and like, so I don't want to, I've said this numerous times, I don't like the idea of people uh, doing drills for numbers. It's stupid. Um, I like the idea that you can uh, look at something once, twice, really get into it, uh, know what you are aiming for, and then take previous knowledge and play with it at various levels of resistance. Yeah. So when you're least comfortable with it, have your partner be very compliant. But as you feel more comfortable, and feedback to them. That's so, so important with jiu-jitsu is, is uh, conversation during drills. If it's silent, there's something horribly wrong going on. Yeah. Um, 
and say like, oh, can you give me more resistance? And I'm just going to play things. And then like make it a bit more sparring-esque, as in you're going for that triangle, bump them around a little bit, slip their arms, you know, slap them down. Because this is basically where wrestling, it's, it's wrestling. Um, you have, uh, you, you go, you taught a single leg or a double leg, double leg preferably, <laughs> the mighty throw. Uh, and then you, you figure out parries and setups to it. As in, you do knee taps, you do fake snap downs, you do fake arm drags, you do parries, you, and then you, you find various, off everything. Exactly. Footwork, movement, uh, faking yep. things. And all of a sudden, like, they'll move a certain way. Bang, you get your Boom. double leg. But if you just go hunt that double leg, you're probably not going to get it. But if no. you, say, fake a double leg and then, I don't know, snap them down or something when they've come down, brilliant. It's, it, there has to be this, this play. Um, and again, wrestling had it right. It's not just always taught, start, this is my setup, finish. You're taught you finish no. the minutia of a double leg uh, and then... All, all the different things Setups. you then figure out. Yeah, play. And it's judo, again, had it kind of right. It's this idea of randori. Uh, you're taught the throw, uh, and then you're given uh, drill time, which is not sparring, but it's you're, you're doing the techniques of the day of varying resistance. Um, these two are sports. Uh, Bazoon Jiu-Jitsu, despite how much we, we are confused about what we are, we don't mm. play these. Um, I know you've done wrestling before as well, haven't you? You went to a yeah, yeah, Ranch uh, Randy's club. Yes, yeah, Wolverhampton Wrestling Club. And yeah, obviously, um, you've done I mean, boxing as well. Yeah, I did boxing before jujitsu and all that. So yeah, I understood. I understand stand up. Um, done a bit of Muay Thai, but not too much. But you know, basic kicks here and there. Yeah, and you can see where this was like all uh, so- together. There. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The, the amount since we started teaching, you know, how we've because obviously I started teaching as a blue belt, you know, so quite early uh, in my, uh, you know, jujitsu career, uh, and then I was teaching how you 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 were teaching, and then obviously as you developed, and then I was watching you, and then I was changing my style as well because I could see it working for myself, and I was like, oh, this is, makes sense. So, you know, if it if it was making sense to me before, then if it you know if it's easier to make sense now, then it's going to make more sense for people to stick around because they're not going to be lost. Um, so, you know, taking all them ideas on, you know, preach ideas, our, like you said, our t- teaching has completely changed. Um, and yes. I use boxing and uh, just stand up in general, uh, the concepts of stand up so much now when I, when, you know, before Corona, when I started teaching. Um, and even now when I'm looking at techniques in jujitsu or wrestling and I'm thinking, you know, it's it's stand up. It's exactly the same. You know, they're using setups to get to the end goal, um, and there's feints. You know, there's jabs, and the equivalent of a jab. You know, you can have in jujitsu as well. Um, you're exactly coming forward. You know what I mean? Uh, and well, I think it's, that's it's, an interesting. It's hard for people. I think it's hard for people to understand when they're learning one way, and to come out of that, and then to take another stance because somebody else says it works um i don't know some people will give it a try and i think mo- the people who do give it a try do tend to stay on i haven't met anybody yet who's used this new method of learning and uh, basically gone back to what they were doing before i haven't met anybody like that yet i think one of the interesting uh, parts as well is it's not just about uh tying outcomes together like sweeps or submissions I think there's there's also a lot of play in the middle, and this is like very prevalent in guard. Um, 
And again, I've, I've been to these gyms where closed guard is a, a prime example. And you can see a lot of jujitsu like ideas in closed guard where all they can do is posture. It's just posture, posture, posture. And every pass you've ever seen is stand-up posture. Um, yeah. And so you get your head broken down and you just try and posture. You try and hand fight them and just try and posture again. And this is like jabbing repeatedly. Yeah. Um, what if you could stack in? If they broke your posture, go forwards. And then all of a sudden they want to push you away. Well, then you got your posture back. They gave you your posture back because they were like, no, screw this. I don't want to have my head crushed anymore. Oh, yeah. That's um, another taboo thing, ain't it? Like people don't stack in clothes guard. <laughs> well, I it's, it's, forget it's, about it because that's, that's all we do now. <laughs> I know. Exactly. It's funny. Like I've, um, being around people who, who only do uh, posture, it's like, this is crazy. Like I can, yeah. I literally, I'll, I'll pull you down your posture. I'll pull you down your posture. I'll pull you down your posture. And as you do it in the third time, I'm just going to bump you over. It's like you, <laughs> you telegraphed your plans so many times. Um, but it's not just that, like shrimping. And I, I can't wait. I can't wait to be back in the gym because I really want to do this video. Um, <laughs> if, you're, if you listen to this podcast uh, and your video hasn't out, look out for it. If you uh, listen to this and the video is out, please do check it because I've been so excited to make this video. Um, is you can shrimp and like say if you're, you're trying to do some guard retention and yeah. so people are going to like push against your arm, push against your legs, try and rock you back onto your back again. Except then you'll fight to the death to get that shrimp because all you have is a shrimp. This is a jab. There should be a cross and the cross is running that, rolling away. Yeah. And if you know, it's now it's the kind of the problem that we've kind of had in our gym where everyone's gets so good at running man that people mm -hmm. are now really fast at hunting the far elbow to stop them from rolling away. Exactly, man. It's like, so what's the answer? We were talking about this on that Discord the other day, and I was like, I have to. You know, when we were rolling pre before, you know, pre-COVID and all that, I have to apologize to them when I'm on top because to stop them running away, you have to basically sit on their hips. You know, there has to be so much yeah. pressure. Uh, and yeah. You have to catch that far knee or far guys, elbow. Yeah. And, you, you know, if they start running, you ain't going to catch them. You know, they're all over the place. And no, no, no. They're in guard or they're really standing up and you're like, oh, man, this isn't nice. <laughs> But if someone does catch your elbow when you're trying to go for a running man or trying to roll away, like they can't push you and pull you at the same time. So if they're exactly. pulling you back, shrimp. Shrimp. <laughs> like, exactly. This is what makes it infuriating is that if you're just taught one uh, option, like posture or shrimp, and you're never taught the other side, the other 50%, yeah. you're literally being taught how to punch with one hand and never taught how to use your second hand makes you exceptionally predict predictable. But then yeah. if you try and tie in, like, uh, like use the guard analogy, uh, posture and stack and pass and leg lock, like, these are jabs, crosses, hooks, and uppercuts. Exactly. Like, you can make such a great combo. So instead of this, exactly. like, singular teaching of jiu-jitsu of I must posture and then put my knee in their butthole, uh, and then separate the feet and pass and then oh, open the legs and then do a double unders. Yeah. No, exactly. no, 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 no. Oh my God. If, if that's, if you're just doing this sequence of, and this is all you have of beginning, middle and end. Like, yeah. You, that is predictable. You know, if fight goes on and you get back to the guard, you go for it again. It's like, oh my life, I can now count the shit out of you. 
But if yeah, you can think... figure out how to play like jabs, crosses, and uh, hooks and uppercuts to to what they're doing, like man, you become so difficult to deal with. Um, yeah, exactly. And so this kind of then leads on to the, the question of stand up. Is like uh, a few people have started asking us in Discord. So like, how do you take Preet's teachings or whatever this defensive jujitsu or, or or like whatever we're saying uh, and carry it over to stand up? And what makes it even funnier is a lot of this is stand-up. Yeah. We took ideas from stand-up and yeah. brought them to the ground. Like, and this is yeah. what I, I think I said on the defensive BJJ, how to defend everything in BJJ video that did Globetrotters camp, is grilled chicken, like the the uh, initial kind of position. I think me and Preet look at it a bit differently. I see grilled chicken as like, you can rotate it all over, like rotisserie chicken. But if you, the guard position of having your knees next to your elbows and like, the, the core principle of not letting anyone behind your head, in your armpits, or behind your knees, that like stand up in that exact same position, it's wrestling or guard passing. Like it's the 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 grilled chicken position is just a wrestler's stance falling over. And all the principles remain the same. Yeah. You have to jab cross, you have to change levels, you have to attack behind the knees, uh behind the head or the armpits, and then control them. Like how is that any different to wrestling? Uh, we have yeah. taken wrestling principles, sport principles, and taken it to the ground. And actually, it's it's kind of funny that it's kind of been lost in translation that all of this is stand-up sport game taken to the ground. Yeah. Now, how do you take it down? How do you apply it to stand-up? It was stand-up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all the same, man. We we say this all the time. Whenever I teach, I always say it is stand-up. If you understand stand-up, you understand grappling. It's just, it just because it's been lost in the way it's been taught in so many different styles. Um, but, I mean, thankfully now it's coming back to that style of learning and hopefully, you know, it'll probably be for the better when we have uh, more people training jujitsu or grappling jujitsu. Hopefully, yeah. And I, I think, uh, kind of going on to the, uh, the nomenclature of, of jujitsu or grappling or wrestling, I think it's a, 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 I think I spoke about this with Josh and it's problematic in the, I may have, I may have dreamt it. I have no idea. Things have happened since then. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so grappling is like a large block of mass, wherever you want to look at it as. And every grappling-based art, so judo, greco, freestyle, catch, uta livre, no-gi jiu-jitsu, gi jiu-jitsu, submission only wrestling is all just blocks off that initial block yeah. like we've taken a smaller section of that bigger mass and then put it separately yeah the size of the block is dictated by the rule set and the size of the rule set um that you that has, that has taken a, a smaller section so uh Wrestling, with it being no submissions and no cloth and put someone on their back, is a certain section. Yes. Um, judo, not being able to touch the legs, only being able to grip the gear or whatever from standing uh, and having 15 seconds on the floor, whatever it is, uh, is a different section, small section. Um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, where like, IBJJF, Gi, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, SK takedowns, so it incorporates a bit of judo, a bit of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, a lot of ground fighting, but then no legs. 
no legs, no leg locks, dirty, dirty oh, technique. Yes. No. Um, exactly. And so I think if you can uh, look at the concept as a whole, it applies yeah. to all these different fragments of grappling. Because if it applies to the big sludge of grappling, it should apply to the rest of grappling. Indeed. And so try to take the ideas of like what Pre is talking about here or, or in wrestling and then try and apply it somewhere else. It's, it's, it should be universal. It should just go across because it's, it's grappling concept, not a style concept. Yeah. Although as I may have just talked the, for ages. Yeah. No, but the rules do definitely limit, um, you know, what you can do, what you can't do. Um, and if you can understand it, like you said, as a whole, you will understand grappling and you will progress much faster and much quicker. Exactly. Uh, especially when the, 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 the rules don't make sense. Um, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not an expert on judo uh, history uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But to my knowledge, they were getting wrecked by people who could touch their legs, like wrestlers and geese. And so they took legs out. Because I've been to, a, I used to train at a judo school and they taught a double leg, like an a, a old school judo double leg. And I was like, mm. you guys can do this. And they're like, yeah, but you can't do it in competition. And I was like, oh, that's strange. Um, and I see old, old, judo videos, pictures or whatever of them playing Delaheva and stuff like that. It's like, holy hell. Um, and this is where kind of like the the, uh, the fun thing about leg locks comes in as well. Again, I'm not uh, uh, an expert historian. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but for anyone interested, like to my knowledge on leg locks is it's actually based on a bit of, I may be wrong. I'm, I'm, Hand on heart, please correct me. I am a fan of history and this is all hearsay and stuff like that. So if you've got better knowledge than I have, please comment and correct me. Um, I will offer a, uh, a redaction or whatever in the next episode of Reap the Week uh, if I've made any mistakes. Um, <laughs> Go on, I'll hear you. Don't make mistakes. No. So to my knowledge, uh, when you had the the the, the bazoon jiu-jitsu, gracie jiu-jitsu, gi jiu-jitsu, whatever, uh, wars with Luta Livre, uh, it was based, like, a lot of it was like kind of based on class warfare. So um, you had the uh, gi guys, like you had, to, you had to have like some money mm. to afford a gi. Okay. Now, it, you know, they're not cheap, you know, consider yeah. early 1900s, like early mid 1900s. Yeah, um, yeah Luta Livre, which was like developing at the exact same time, was, you didn't need a gi. It was the, it was the, the poor man's martial art. Okay. And it's based, like, Luta Livre is based on British catch wrestling, and British catch wrestling had a bit of leg locks in it. And so these, like, fights in between, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Gi Jiu-Jitsu, and Luta Livre were kind of like based on like classism. Like it was the richer, middle class, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, students versus the poorer ones. And so that's why that Luta Livre, who had the leg locks, like they won with a leg lock, it's considered the poor man's technique, the dirty thief of, of grappling. Interesting. It's because it was, it was done by poor people. Bloody and so they, it then attracted all these like weird like, like, like Dan Hurl, I think, said something funny about it. Like, it, you know, people say, oh, leg locks don't work or they're too dangerous. Or well, which one is it? 
Like they can't <laughs> be both. Uh, so there's like weird superstitions like with leg locks, but it's based on yeah, it's it was it was a technique employed by poor people, poor mm. grapplers, uh, and that just like boggled my mind again because you had these like you had these weird rule sets. You know, going back to the original purpose of this, uh, weird fragments of of grappling arise and no one can even figure out why like these fragments mm-hmm. have even like shrunk down even more like why aren't we playing legs in jiu-jitsu like back to the beginning there's it's obviously not mm-hmm. a, a danger problem those people are playing leg locks so why yeah. isn't it missing it's based on class uh why aren't judo guys touching their legs anymore it's because they're getting wrecked by people who are really good at grabbing their legs <laughs> um, <laughs> And they're limiting their sport. They're, they're, they're taking their little their cube of gra- no, off the grappling. Uh, yeah. They're taking their branch off the grappling tree and they're shaving more off it. So yeah. like, oh, it's, it's horrible to watch. Um, back full circle. Uh, if you understand the full concepts of grappling, though, it shouldn't matter. You can take it across anywhere yeah. and you'll be able to use it. Um, did you see... I'm not talking about... I will talk about the afters, actually. Uh, the, the, the news of the weekend. Uh, <laughs> Garvao and Gordon. But actually, I want to talk about Gordon hunting on Mount first. I don't know. Uh, yeah. If you've not even seen the full fight, I, I imagine you probably... Some people have seen the clips on Instagram or wherever of him hunting those mounted armbars. Did you see him open the crap out of the armpits before him? Exactly. Peeled those things high above the head. Like exactly. His whole transitions were like bang, bang, bang. These armpits are standing open and pinching him to your ears. And he like, actually oh how he was moving up. He was just creeping up, up, and then the S mount and boom. Oh my god. It was like I know a lot of people cinema- in, are, are saying his first attempt that are Gordon uh, basically no Jimenez defended it. I don't know, man. I think Gordon just didn't want to break his arm. And that's why I think the second one, he didn't give him any space. He just went for it. Considering the, the, the madness I've had screaming recently about Mount, and I actually have a video on Mount. It's either going to have dropped before or after this video very shortly. Might even drop mm. like, whilst I'm recording this. Mm. Um, but yeah, just to have that, like, yes, this is what I've been screaming about. Like for someone to yeah. say, like, mounted Nogi doesn't work. Like, yes, it doesn't work the way gi mount is taught. Like, you can't just sit on someone's hips and uh, just open up their arms. It just doesn't compute. Um, but this climbing up them, always opening up their armpits as you move, yeah. like, yes, yes, this is, this is, it does work. It's a brilliant position. It's a consolidation position. Yeah. Oh, oh it felt so good. <laughs> um, but just to shoot the shit, like, uh, Galvao and Gordon, what did you think? Oh, man. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I know it's hard to comment. I mean, I don't it? know. I, I don't know why Galvao flipped him off. I mean, I don't know what what happened there. Um, but I think, you know, after that, I don't know. Was, was Galvao on his phone or did he follow Gordon? I'm not sure about that. Um, but either way, you know, they said something to each other. Or he, I think Galvao says he called him a pussy or something, something like that anyway. Um, and But I think when when the slap happens, I think Galvao should have reacted, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not claiming to be a saint or anything, but 
you know, he's got <laughs> hands on his face, and uh, I think that means go time, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I can, uh, I can see that. Like, um, play a bit of devil's advocate, considering the amount of uh, people watching, cameras watching, and everything like that. To I think the fact that he didn't and made sure it didn't descend into just a full brawl, like in front of. I mean, we're always you know, we're trying to climb out of MMA's shadow. We're trying to climb out of the shadow of, uh, you know, savages like who, mm. who congregate in weird places and hurt each other. Like, we're trying <laughs> to look as, as, as friendly and as welcoming as we can. Um, MMA is doing okay with that. Occasionally you have the, the, the mad stuff happen and uh, it does maybe set us back a little bit. It's not much, but you know, you yeah, can see the where the arguments is, will come from. The, the the opposite side to that is, it's fighting. You know, there's adrenaline, there's testosterone, and you know, there's yeah. all sorts. And you know, you you you'd expect it to kick it off, kick off. But you know, if, for example, if you're watching something like football or something, and when you see these footballers yeah. fall over and start fighting, and you think, you know, this is you would don't want to see you there because you know you're playing football, do something with the football. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. I guess it doesn't you know, hurt their people, reputation. Exactly. Um, but when you, you're fighters, you know, there's all sorts of things on the line, egos, all that other stuff going on. And, you know, yeah. you, there's cameras, you've got to react, you know, what's going to happen afterwards. You know, you could, you know, you could look at the hype it's created, though. You know, do you think Gava will say yes now? What do you think? Uh, I think, oh, man, I think it'd be hard think, for him to like, back out of it now. Yeah, he has to, I, man. I think he has to. Yeah, yeah. To put everything down, like, also then, like, get <laughs> backhanded the way he was like uh if he backs up it's, it's gonna look quite painful really bad yeah uh it's, it was unfortunate i don't know if it's too much of a black eye on our sport but it, it can't <laughs> like, it's craig jones joked it's like gordon still stole the main event <laughs> um <laughs> didn't let him have that time in the sun like does even does anyone remember even craig jones fight yeah, and then Craig Jones was in there somewhere. Um, yeah. What do you think about uh, returning? Like, are you how hopeful are you of things uh, resuming some form of normality when we get back? Do you think people will return to jiu-jitsu, into jiu-jitsu in the UK, or do you think there'll be a bit of a before it happens do you think people will be worried about covid like now or do you think uh the uh perceptions of it have passed and people just go jump but like out into uh, into clubs and pubs and jump out into gyms and pretty much i'm turned to normal as fast as possible when we're allowed to do you think jiu-jitsu will recover or do you think there's going to be a bit of a, a lull no, where think, it's just going to be savages gonna, i think jiu-jitsu is going to boom i think um and I think there's a few reasons for that. Number one, people have put weight on, uh, and yeah. the prominence of MMA, jiu-jitsu, and everything. You know, MMA was only when people were sitting at home. UFC was the only sport in the yeah. world that was operating. You know, the amount. To be fair, of, that's not too far off. You know what I mean? The amount of fans they would have probably made potentially. You know, people who who and obviously people who research online as well and see the test testimonies of people who do jiu-jitsu and who do MMA and stuff. Um, you know, but it could also go the other way. Uh, it's hard to judge what people's perceptions are at the moment. You know, some people, uh, you know, follow all the rules. 
uh, and believe everything. Some people believe everything, but don't follow the rules. And so I don't know, man. It depends who you talk to. <laughs> well, this is kind of like where I want to like, go with the question. Is obviously it's a, it's a you know topic you can discuss with anyone if you think jujitsu is going to return the way it was. Yeah. But what I'm interested in is that you know in this kind of like quiet time where only a few gyms have been training like in the world or whatever a few countries should I say mm. uh preet stuff's really like taken off and oh yes a lot of our discord members are uk based which has surprised me i remember when we first started doing the preet stuff like he was coming over to visit us like three four years ago yeah. like a lot of europeans I, I had to convince so many people nearby gyms like, oh this guy's pretty legit um yeah. And now the amount of people who are like contacting me up and down the UK saying, I, you know, where are you guys based? I, I'm interested <laughs> to come to, to feel this. We stuff. want to come roll. <laughs> like, and this is what I'm thinking is like, you know, people do return to Jiu-Jitsu and recovers after COVID and people start traveling. I'm really excited to see where this stuff goes. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah. the more people working on it, the more brains we have attached to this. Oh, but I'm, I'm interested to see. To compete. I can't wait to compete. Oh, dude, it's it's gonna be so interesting. I, mean, I want to like find a way of like keeping tabs of anyone. And I admit the Discord channel is the best place for us, especially with us, like mm. of how people are doing with this um, as they come back and how how maybe coaching has changed. Like people are like explaining it to new. If there's gonna be a big influx of new people, how are we gonna are these like gyms that are starting to adopt this going to change how they're they're doing it? And I'd love to hear the feedback of how how that actually changes as well oh, on this new flux, new influx of beginners. Um, and so, yeah, if anyone's like, listen to this, like, I don't know, actually, you'd be surprised, Naki, like, uh, I, I obviously get the stats of um, yeah. people listening to this, and it's it's hundreds. Wow. <laughs> like, across the podcast, it's like, we're getting a lot of listens. And I'm like, nice, man. oh my God. Like, <laughs> Why? <laughs> Somebody wants to listen to us chat shit. <laughs> like, why? For an hour every week. <laughs> <laughs> There's poor people. Like, can imagine so driving to work or something. Just like, want to listen to me and you talk. Like, reap the week. Ah, oh, Jesus. Like, it's poor, poor folks. But anyway, yeah. Oh, wow. uh, to those, to those unfortunate <laughs> people who found, who find like us interesting to listen to uh whilst commuting or, or doing whatever um yeah. yeah please please go on the discord channel I'll, I'll try and make sure that the link is is more prevalent um yeah it's good fun but def- definitely go on it like I, even if you don't uh contribute if you don't have any questions to ask or you don't read yeah, the messages just... or anything like that just leave us feedback of like how things are going it's i i read every message on there uh even it's if i cool don't reply Oh, it is. I know some, you love some of the, chatting to everyone some of the other, some of the other members, uh, you know, who are in there, and the people in there. You know, it's good they're contributing and they're answering some of the questions for us. I'm like, this is sick. People understand what we're on about. That's got a weird little brain trust, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh, yeah. I agree with this guy. Yes, you went on the same wavelength to you. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's good because it's no longer just us figuring exactly. it out. It's it's a growing community of like, especially the the uh, as when I was talking to Preet about it. I don't think it was on the 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 public podcast but i know we, we talked quite a bit before and afterwards and mm. like that thing's grown in the exact same way and i said it's amazing that we're gonna have so many people like working on this mm. it's not just him and his little gym or yeah. bigger gym now it's so many more people and i any way i can kind of tap into 
uh, those people who are playing all these ideas, playing these new coaching methods, like, you know, who are listening to Danaher and Lachlan and their coaching ideas. Like, I'd love to um, get their feedback on the Discord. So if you are listening to this, if you, if you some reason, find what we are talking about interesting, uh, please, mm-hmm. even if you don't, like, offer questions or anything, give us feedback about how you're doing. I'm interested and yeah. uh, we are interested. Right? Please, please uh, jump onto that. Um, there's a, a a new Reap the Week every week. Uh, I'm sure our content uh, will be even richer the more people who go on the Discord channel. Um, and when we get back in the gym, because uh, yeah. we've got so much stuff to play with now. Oh, yes. I, I just sit just thinking about jujitsu. And like getting smarter on it. Um, That's not a good thing <laughs> for us. <laughs> oh no, because I like, and this is what's always fun is that like applying these concepts is making me like look deep into my own jujitsu, even at black belt level. Like such simple uh, concept ideas, being able to actually then use them and, and still apply them to what I'm doing, and then allows me to delve yeah. deeper into why I'm doing certain things, and then tweak it still, like changes my whole idea of what a black belt meant like it's nowhere near like completing it it's it's just being able to think more clearly about why i'm doing certain things uh and so i'm interested to to show you uh, the stuff i'm working on and uh what i've been playing like around with in my head and see if it works and also nice. what you're doing um oh yes. yeah hope, hopefully hopefully we'll be back in the gym soon dude otherwise soon, uh, soon. this has been uh, reap the week uh, with the villain and how do you pronounce it El Jefe El Jefe I thought so I didn't want to say El Jeff like, <laughs> Oi Jeff <laughs> like <laughs> I Hello, it Jeff. was but it's like obviously I'd, wrote, I'd written it but um, I, I didn't want to like, get, like <laughs> it's like when you see someone's name written down and uh Okay, okay, uh, make it easier. I like, might as well do this publicly. Why El Jefe? Um, funny story. Um, a few reasons. It, obviously, it means the boss in um, Spanish. Okay. Um, and I didn't know that. My, yes, my uh, name, my actual real name, Nakib, uh, means chief or leader. So the actual meaning of my name is the boss as well. Um, oh, right. how, I behave, how I behave around, you know, the responsibilities I've got outside of jiu-jitsu. I'm a boss. And uh, how I feel, I think when I roll and when I compete, I have a different persona. Um, yes. I want to just separate it. And uh, I thought, because the guy who rolls and the guy who competes, you know, he's a different guy to my actual how I live my life. But um, that boss element is there in, in me that, you know, I, I, the winning element. I always want to be a winner. That element is always in me. Um, and I thought, you know, what was what, what, well, let's find sort of what's in trend. So Spanish is in trend at the moment. So I thought, why not? <laughs> Actually, that's quite interesting. You should say that is obviously we've both got a bit of competition experience and we spoke yeah. to other competitors. Uh, next, Reap the Week. Uh, please do feedback if people want to actually listen to this. Uh, <laughs> then it lets me know that people are actually listening to this. Um, talking about uh, how we both mentally prepare for competitions. Yeah, I think that'd be interesting. I, I know you just kind of slightly touched on it just, uh, but I've got like my own little 
things that I do, especially like <laughs> if people are getting into competing. Um, you those people got... are gonna love. You those people are gonna love. I know that much. Ah, yeah. oh, dude, it sounds. I like when I ex- when I start explaining what I do uh, to like mentally prepare for competitions to people, they think I'm a nutter. Um, <laughs> like, uh, so may as well put it out to everyone. Um, yeah. So uh, next reap the week uh, in one week's time. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, mental preparation for competitions. Yeah, exactly. It'll be a, a fun little thing to play with, especially getting other people's ideas on it uh, and whatever else comes out of the Discord channel. But uh, if anyone who, who like, hasn't heard how I got the nickname The Villain, um, it's pre, uh, obviously. Uh, I went for so long without a nickname in Jiu-Jitsu that eventually when I met Pre, I started, he heard me laugh, uh, especially when it seems to be when I'm causing someone misery. Uh, mm-hmm. And he said, I laugh like a comic book villain, like a, like a cartoon supervillain, criminal. Uh, and it's kind of then stuck that I was like, I call the villain. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a bad person. <laughs> I, I don't think. No, no, no. Uh, you're a lovely guy, Chris. No, uh, other people could probably, probably mask, say different. different. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, that's where the villain came from. So, okay. So it's not El Jeff. No. <laughs> I'll have the villains week the week. Uh, thank you for giving us your time. Yeah, cheers, Naki. Cheers, see you next week. Take care, dude.